Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes, presented by HashtagBasketball.com. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Uh, not much, Mike. How's it going, man? It is It's going all right. It is going good. Just got back from another vacation. Uh, it was a wedding in New Orleans. Um, New Orleans is great. Everyone should go there. Um, it is. It was warm. It was warm there. It was like in the eighties. It was sunny. Night. The people are incredibly friendly. The booze flows like wine. Did you see any uh, any jazz music? I did see. There's brass bands playing, jazz music playing, a lot of late night clubs. Uh, probably the highlight was one of the uh, one of the brass bands playing uh, Kanye covers until like three in the morning. That was pretty cool. Oh, Mike, I can just picture you just listening to some Kanye covers. I love me some Kanye. And then throw that in with some uh, trumpets and trombones. Uh, you, you got it. I mean, they got great culture down there. Uh, everyone, go down there. Uh, check out the Pelicans. I, I did not get an ch- opportunity to see the Pelicans, but well, maybe next time. Uh do the Pelicans put on a good show down there? I've I've never been to the Pelicans Arena either, but I, I've heard good things. So I went to um, New Orleans eight years ago, and that was when Chris Paul was there, and everyone was really, really into the Pelicans, watching it on the TVs at the bars. This year I did see the Pelicans on TV at the bars. I don't think anyone was paying attention. So a lot more – everybody's really into the Saints down there. So maybe if the Pelicans turn it around, they'll uh, they'll grasp the attention of the general public. Well, they got they got boogie boogie and AD, so chances are there. Yeah, I, I'm excited to actually see how that pans out next year, and that's probably a very good topic for one of our um, pre-draft or next year uh, discussions. Is that with those two guys playing together, what does that mean for their, their draft stock? But we'll save that for a future episode. Of course. Let's see. Tonight, uh, we are going to get into something we said we were going to get into uh, last week, but we ran out of time and ended up postponing it until this week. Um, we are going to go through this year's um, top 50, and we are going to – kind of go over the most surprising players in that top 50, whether they uh, bounced into the top 50 and they were, they were underdrafted or if they were um, overdrafted and fell out of the the top 50. So we're basing our average uh, draft positioning on Yahoo's numbers. So however accurate you think the Yahoo's numbers are Um, for guys like Andre Drummond, you know, they're hard to tell whether half the leagues are playing in head-to-head and the other half are roto. His numbers might be a little skewed, but we're going to go off their numbers, uh, whether they're right or, right or wrong. Well, and I mean, if you play fantasy basketball, you, you should know what to do with Andre Drummond if, in your league. Um, so I don't think it makes a huge difference. No, I think Andre Drummond did have a pretty um, disappointing year all around, but um, – We'll get. We'll probably uh, get into that, but first, we got to hit the news. Um, Paul Millsap out with a, a some sort of left knee contusion. I got one question for you. Since at the end of the year, Salada, you're either winning your pl- your playoff, you're about to win, or you're about to lose. 
Um, or you're finishing up your Roto season and making that last push, which is actually really one of the most exciting times of the year for Roto players. Uh, does Paul Millsap play another game this season? Um, well, they just announced that he's going to miss three more games with a knee procedure. Um, knee procedure? I mean, are they just scraping out scar tissue, or is we should be a little bit more worried here? Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm actually looking in to see maybe if I can find what kind of the procedure it was. Unless he just had some, like, fluid drained, I would think that, yeah. He was diagnosed with left knee stenosis or swelling of the membrane that lines the knee joint and underwent a procedure at Atlanta's Emory Orthopedics and Spine Center. Dr. Andrews, Dr. James Andrews, the man who does many, like, ACLs and, and Tommy John surgeries. Um, so basically it looks like they just took some fluid out of his knee. He's going to play in the playoffs. I don't know if he plays anymore in the regular season. We got the inside scoop. Um, nice. That's excellent. They uh, are pretty much guaranteed to make the playoffs. Um, I don't know. It's actually kind of close there. Let me make sure I'm. that's true. Um, they have a 93% chance of making the playoffs. Oh, they're making the playoffs. So, <clears throat> they should be making the playoffs. They, they are only two, um, two games up on the Chicago Bulls. So... Or two and a half. Hey, now. You never know. You never know. Um, we'll see how that goes. The Bulls fighting their, trying to fight their way into that eight spot to get bounced by uh, now Boston, the number one uh, seed in the East. So that's another interesting. So it's, it's worth saying they've got nine games left. Am, am I right about that? They're 37 yep. and 36. Sounds right. Um, so he's going to miss three. So it's six we're talking about. I mean, and that's that's a maybe six. Um, yeah. I, I'm willing to cut if I need this bot, even if it's my – because it's probably your final or your semifinal anyways. Um, he's not going to play this week. Um, so if you think it's going to be a close matchup and you're not sure if you're going to win, um, I'm definitely cutting. Um, if I think it's my semifinal and I think, ooh, I've got this in the bag and I might need Paul Millsap for my final – I mean, I don't know how much he's going to play. I really don't think he's going to play at all. But I guess I can see if you think that's what you need to do, keep an hold of him. Yeah, if you're Roto, you can sit him on the bench and just uh, wait it out and see what happens. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you get if you're in a redraft league, you gotta you gotta win. So do what you got to do, even if you got to drop Millsap. Um, I would hold on to him simply just because he is. If he does play at least two or three games, that's two or three pretty quality games you'll get from him. Head-to-head, I think it's safe to, to run away if, if this is your final week. Um, another guy who might play, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the same question, is does he play one game in the regular season from here on out, and that is Kevin Durant. Scheduled um, to be back uh, soon. Are, are, uh, did you read this news that, that I heard yesterday? Um, I have, I, I um, they're going to give an official update on his knee um, tomorrow. So, so I don't know what that means. Um, other than they're going to say what, what's up and when they think he's going to come back. Um, I heard them say yesterday, though, that basically um, they don't plan on playing him big minutes, even if he plays during the regular season. That basically, like, the only reason they'd play him during the regular season would be to, uh, you know, kind of get him in rhythm for the playoffs. 
and that, you know, he's going to play like short bursts like a lot of teams do when they just bring some guy back. So like play him three, four, five minutes, sit him out for a while, play him three, four, five minutes, sit him out for a while. And uh, so, I mean, you're not going to get a super crazy amount from Kevin Durant, but I mean, it's kind of the same situation as Paul Millsap, I guess. If, uh, if KD plays 16 minutes a game, is he a top 100 value? Now that's a good question. Probably. I mean, probably pretty close. Um, yeah, it's got to be close. I mean, all it takes is for him to get hot once. Yeah, no no doubt about that. Um, I mean, obviously, this is kind of the best player in fantasy. Um, um, he always has that crazy efficiency. Um, I'm always worried about the guys when they miss time. Those first few games back, a lot of times they don't shoot as well, and they just their legs get tired really fast. So, I mean – the, if that, if it's me, I'm probably keeping him. But if I need the games, like in a head-to-head situation, then, I mean, you got to cut. There's no sense in losing your playoff because you kept KD and he didn't play a game for you. Yeah, you're in your head-to-head leagues, there's no sense at all. If you're in a roto league and he happens to be on your waiver wire, I am willing to pick him up simply because, you know, t- two of those games might be might win you the league, in fact. Um, I think he's worth picking up simply because in roto, you're not going to play your guys every night. You're usually on a game's limit if you're playing Roto correctly. So um, I'll go ahead and take a chance because Katie is, is, like you said, the best player in fantasy. Um, and that's true that the season is almost over. Um, what, what you said, but there's about nine to seven games left for about every team out there right now. And um, make sure you're all you Roto players that you play all your games. Just don't don't be that guy who's under on games. Um, that is just a wasted opportunity. Uh, be also sure you op- play every single one of your games. It's also an opportunity to get in some cheap games. I, I don't really know what what the word is. Cheap is not a great word for it, but um, there's always some times where like some teams that are out of the picture like decide to rest anyone who's worth a crap, and you can pick up insert no name here who can get you play 40 minutes and get you 15 points and three steals. Um, and that can go a long way in winning your Roto League if you got games left. Yeah, you got to pay attention. you got to be on Twitter right now. Um, seeing who's resting, seeing who's not resting, is see if there's anybody on your waiver you might be able to snag because for some reason they're going to play 30, you know, 45 minutes. Like they, they, Who knows? Um, they, it's a weird time. Of the, it's the weird time of the year. Um, and, and just picking up a guy who plays 40 minutes might actually uh, swing your uh, your fantasy league. If he's a big man and gets you all those rebounds, it's worth paying attention to, especially if you're in a tight race. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I, and I, I think the Loretta leagues I play in, I always find that, like, there's categories where it's like, oh, man, if I had one or two more of this, I would have had an extra point. If I'd have had, you know, if, if I would have had one or two less of this, somebody else would have had an extra point, and, and that can go a long way in deciding the championship. So pay attention. Yep. And I think uh, one of the listeners online ended up losing his uh, his finals just off one steal, and those, those D stats uh, really kill you. They're incredibly random. They well, just... and they're incredibly – I mean, there's just not a lot of them, so it's, it's easy to have a, like a five-fluky steal game is like having a point game. Shout out Devin Booker. Exactly. Just totally random. 
Um, yeah, I, 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 the standings, actually, I just looked at it. One of my leagues, I was really close in a tight steals race, and I came back from vacation, and everybody pulled away like 14 steals away from me, and I was like, uh, how did this even how did this even happen? So now now I'm not in a steals race because eating too much gumbo and not checking your roster, Mike. That's how it uh, happened. You know what? Uh, worth it. Completely worth it. I, I do not regret that at all. Um, so let's get to the top fifty. Um, this is kind of our we're we're looking forward. Uh, the the year's kind of over, and if you're playing fantasy basketball right now, you're either great or you know what you're doing. Uh, and you, you should be actually. I like to think about next year right now because you're seeing a lot of potential. You're seeing, um, you know, guys who didn't play as much earlier in the season, especially younger guys uh, who are getting more minutes. You're seeing how well they play in the NBA system. Uh, Jamal Murray comes to mind as somebody who uh, you're seeing a lot more of, and you're you're able, kind of able to see like, all right, if he gets an opportunity, what's he going to look like, especially with another year under his belt um and one of the things we wanted to look at was the uh, the top 50 so do you want to start with the the surprising players who were great or the surprising players who are awful what what's your what's your choice um well uh surprising players who are great let's 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 go for the positive first all right we'll go with positive we'll maybe uh sprinkle in some of the negative uh in between those uh, so we went out, we looked at the average uh, draft position of these f- from Yahoo and how they, um, what the top 50 looks like right now and what their average draft positions. And we're, we're going to look at some of the more surprising players on that list. And um, I think it's pretty safe to say one of the most surprising players of the league is currently ranked 13th. His preseason rank was 63rd. He is a full um 50 points, 50 spots ahead of where he was drafted in value, um, which is actually quite more. The value of someone who's 53rd and 13th is actually way, way more than its position when you look at the actual value. Uh, This man is Otto Porter, uh, definitely the most surprising, most improved fancy player of the year. Um, What do you think about Otto Porter's year? What do you think about Otto Porter going into next year? Um, Otto Porter is, is a really interesting case um, in the sense that if you look at every one of Otto Porter's numbers individually, you kind of go, well, I mean, that's good, but it's not fantastic. And yet he ranks out that high because it's every number. Um, and so this is the kind of guy who I, I think a lot of times slips in drafts. And, and you mentioned that he was picked 63rd. And I know it, like on my draft board, he, he was a top 40 guy. Um, just because I saw the potential of him to do a little bit of everything and not really be a standout in any category. Um, so do I think he's the 14th ranked player if that's the or 13th ranked player if that's the question? Um, no, I mean, does anyone shoot 44.2 percent from th- three point land two years in a row if they're not Steph Curry? I don't know. Did Steph Curry even do that? Uh, I'm not sure. I'd have to look that up, but yeah. Um, that's insane, right? I mean, that's just like not sustainable. Is it sustainable? I mean, I guess that's my question. Well, the, he's sustained it for sustained it for a whole year. So I think a lot of the the hype around Otto Porter uh, was that you know he's got a lot of the the defensive tools. Uh, he could be a okay to good player 
And this year he just kind of put it all together has become an integral part of Washington. So he's not going anywhere. His minutes aren't going anywhere, but I, I actually remember uh, Kelly Oubre getting uh, some minutes in preseason and playing really, really well. And people even going, I don't know what's going on there without importing Kelly Oubre. I, uh, Kelly Oubre might be in a position battle. Um, I don't think that's, that's true anymore at all. Um, but like you said, Otto Porter is underrated. I think he's going to go into next season um, underrated as well because I don't know if you can trust him to do what he did this year again. Um, so Steph's, here, here's Steph Curry's three-point numbers all the way back to his rookie season. 43.7, and then only 40 this year. So See, I, I knew he was having a bad year. Um, I'm bad for Steph Curry, who is uh, some sort of basketball god. But six seasons right around or better than Otto Porter's numbers. My point being, he's the only one. I don't see that number sustaining, really. I think it kind of floats back probably closer to 40. I think that's a pretty good um, – I think that's a pretty good analysis. And I, I think it kind of fits up with how I, I feel about him. You look at his overall rank, he's 13th. But if you look at – the last couple months, uh, he started to drop a little bit, uh, not a whole lot, not not significantly, but he has started to uh, uh, shoot the ball uh, at a lower percentage than he had all year. He, he shot uh, fifty, almost fifty-two percent for the year, but actually in the in the second half of the season, he uh, he was under, barely under five hundred. Um, so it did it did drop just a little bit. But exactly what you're saying is, how is that? How is his shooting sustainable next year? And if that drops, what else drops? A little bit of the points. He's only scoring 14 points a game. A little bit of the threes. He's he's around two threes a game. If he's a one and a half threes a game next year, um, it's because he's such a nine cap perfect player. He gets no turnovers. Uh, he shoots a great free throw percentage. He gets one and a half steals, which is really nice. Uh, he gets a half a block, which is really nice from his position. He does everything at just a, a good to a little above average rate that it makes him such a great player. If any of those things fall off, he's no longer a top 15 player. I don't know if he's a, a, a top 20 player. Those guys but, who are living on that fine edge fall off pretty hard. But I don't think he's going to be drafted as a top 15 player to you. You don't think people are going to look at last year's rankings and go, Oh, well he was a, he was a 13th ranked player. I should probably take him at least in the second, second round. Well, well, well no, I think everyone's going to be poo pooing. him like, you are right now. Yeah, so probably I'm going to bring up the, the ratings, uh, ESPN's uh, ratings going into next year and everybody going, Oh, look, he's 46th. Uh, I don't like that guy, um, but those ratings are never, never, very well done. I'll also bring up this point, okay? And, and this is a guy we're going to talk about, so we don't have to get super into it now if you don't want to, but that's fine. Um, Bradley Beal has played the second most games he's played in his career already with about nine games to go. He's played 69 games a season. Um, if he plays 50 next year, Otto Porter becomes the number two option for those other games. Otto Porter usually misses anywhere from like eight, about eight games a season. Okay, so 
if Bradley Beal misses 30 in those other games, those other 22 games or so, Otto Porter becomes the second option and the assist and the points probably go up and there might be a slight dip in the efficiency numbers, um, which could provide him even a little bit more value. So yeah, and let's we throw, all know Bradley Beal, not the healthiest dude. Let's throw Bradley Beal in the mix. He was ranked 78th. Um, pre, he was drafted 78th overall um, in most in the, on the average Yahoo draft. He ended up with his best year ever at 30, um, which is a whole 48 uh, positions better. Both of these Wizards having a great year. Wizards also having a great year, not surprisingly. Um, I think a lot of the stink on Bradley Beal was simply his injury history. Uh, I do believe he was, he was drafted much lower than he's worth, 78th, um, simply because everybody was scared of him. And I think that's actually that's undervalued even if he gives you a half a season. Because um, on average, he's probably still going to give you at least the in the 40s, 40s 50s. Now, um, is Bradley Beal and Otto Porter due for a repeat next year? They're probably going to bring back most of the same team. Maybe they'll sign a big man because their big men suck. Um, let's say all things stay the same. They play the exact same amount of games next year. Uh, do you do you have them in for a repeat? I mean, how the heck did Scott Brooks make all these guys so efficient? That's what I'm trying to figure out. It turns out Scott Brooks is a good coach. Um, and and I, I was saying that for years, Oklahoma City. I mean, yeah, they never won the championship when Scott Brooks was the coach. But how many years were they right there and like had a crap luck in the playoffs? They made a I mean, final. Right? Yeah, and they lost two or three like real tough series to the Spurs. And I mean, they were right there for a lot of time. And I think Scott Brooks kind of got a raw deal um, from a real basketball perspective. Um, can Bradley Beal keep it up? He averaged twenty three point one points a game. Um, he just made a lot of strides this year. He played 35 minutes. This is a guy with a history of stress reactions and stress issues in his legs. I mean, playing 35 minutes a night, how long can that hold up? I mean, uh, Bradley Beal, I don't see him probably playing as many games as he played this year, so I'm, I'm probably not into him keeping up as a top 30 player, but is he a top 50 player? Yeah, most certainly. Yeah, and so I, I do want to throw out there these rankings um, are based on per game value, not total values. So um, do adjust for your total values if you need to. Um, I kind of agree. I stay away. I stayed away from Bradley Bill uh, this year, and I think we talked about this in a, in, in the previous uh, AMA episode, uh, the podcast where we answered all the questions. That I don't go into a draft assuming an injury. But I do stay away from guys who have chronic injury problems. Bradley Beal is definitely one of those guys for me. Um, if Bradley Beal ends up playing the same amount of games that he did this year, I'm not sure why he couldn't repeat um, within, you know, five, eight spots of where he is right now, what he did this year. To me, Otto Porter is someone who I, who I think will drop at least 10, 10 to 15 spots next year, just simply. Um, out of the fact that, like you said, he can't keep up this kind of shooting. I don't think he can keep this efficiency up. And if anything goes, if his shot goes, um, if he stops blocking shots, he starts getting the ball in his hands more and turning it over more, he immediately loses a lot of value when you look at nine right. across the All right, question board. time. 
question time. You ready for this? Sure. Okay. It's the, be- it's the beginning of next season, and somehow nothing in the NBA has changed. Okay? Everyone's on the same team, all right? It's your draft day. You can have Bradley Beal, or you can have Otto Porter on your team, giving everything mm. we know right now. Who are you taking? Mm. To me, I think this is um, – to me, personally, this is a simple question. It's Otto Porter. Um, I hate Bradley Beal, and I want nothing to do with him. Let's even consider that Bradley Beal is like definitely going to be healthy, right? Then it gets a little bit more of an interesting question. I'm still going with Otto Porter because I'm a nine-cat roto player. I think you can find a lot of guys who do what Bradley Beal does. Now, um, maybe not to the full extent that Bradley Beal does. So he has three three three-pointers a game, hits 23 points a game, um, three rebounds, three and a half assists, and a steal. That's pretty, pretty great. But there's a lot of guards who hit threes and get score points. Kimba Walker, um, CJ McCollum. Uh, you can find those guys earlier earlier in the draft. And even just right after him, you know, why not Clay Thompson? Um, why not our good friend, beautiful Bob Covington, another uh, player that we are about to talk about. So I would go out of Porter. Who, who would you go with? Um, I'm going with Otto Porter, too. All right, so first pick in the third round. Otto Porter is available. Are you picking him? I think that's about where he deserves 12 to go. 12-team league, so you're talking like pick 25. I think that's where he deserves to go. I think hmm. I think you got to take him. I'm with you there. I'm, I'm in, in the third round. I mean, obviously, it all depends on team and build and all that stuff. I mean, sure. it depends on what two players I have. But that's kind of where I'm starting to look at him. I'm probably not looking at him in the second round. Just because, like you said, I, I feel like there's some, some cracks there, some things that could go wrong that could knock him way back. He's a nice building block. He's like a super poor man's Kwai. Um, <laughs> and that just goes to show you how good Kwai is. Uh, Kawhi doesn't do anything wrong. Otto Porter doesn't do anything wrong. He's a great person to shove in into your starting lineup and never worry about him, never even look at him, never be like, oh, what a great night from him. Um, but then he helps you win every category every week. So what? Now, see, in Roto, I mean, I think I would maybe want to own Bradley Beal a little more in Roto because even if he misses a bunch of games, you got to figure the games you get from him are going to be good. And you got games limits, so you can stream some guys in, put your bench players in a little bit more if you have a guy who goes down with an injury. So we'll assume that it's Roto. At what pick, relatively speaking, are you looking to pick Bradley Beal? Are you even starting to think about him? No one's picked him through pick. What are you starting to think about him? I, I Well, first off, never think about Bradley Beal, but let's say, uh, like we said in the last uh, podcast, there is no one who is undraftable. I'll agree with that it would have to be somewhere in the mid forties for me to pick Bradley bill. And that's how much I don't like Bradley bill. I'll see you're higher on him than me. Cause I was going to say like pick 50 just because I mean, in a roto league, I actually might look at him in the, in the forties, but I mean, this is just not a guy. I always feel like I'm going to be caught holding the bag, I guess is my point. The year I pick him is the year he's going to play 10 games 
get a stress fracture in his leg and just miss the rest of the season. Well, the years I picked him, he did that. So that's why I don't give a shit about Bradley Beal. He can uh, go rot in Washington, D.C. Um, one of the other guys who um, – actually, this would be the most improved guy in the top 50 who had a slow start. So uh, uh, Otto Porter had an amazingly strong start and has kind of tapered off a little bit, not a lot. This guy had a slow start and, and has blown up in the second half. He's beautiful Bob Covington. And he is currently ranked 36th. Um, he was average draft rank was 105, which uh, actually to me is a little low. Uh, I was bigger on Bob Covington uh, coming into this draft simply because what you saw, what he did last year, that was a jump of 69 points. Do you think, I mean, Covington is very young. No, not very young, but young enough to uh, to to make this little leap and to keep making this leap. But as we know, Philly is about to gain like five players. Um, where do you? I don't know. Where are you going with uh, Bob Covington? Considering his incredibly poor start, his his amazing last couple months. Where would you draft Bob Covington? in uh, a roto draft next year can we agree that bob covington is and always has been a streaky player probably one of the most um aggressively streaky players um so with that being said um it's really hard to pin down a point where where to draft covington at this point um he could be traded because I think Philly's going to bring – Philly's obviously going to bring back Ben Simmons now. Whether he's healthy or not, that's a different story. Whether Embiid's healthy or not, it's a different story. Um, whether whoever they bring in could replace Bob Covington. But let's say Bob Covington gets 30 minutes a game, regardless if he plays in Philly or somewhere else. I mean, are, are you expecting about the similar stat line for Bob Covington, given that he plays 30 minutes? I am. The blocks might go down a little bit. But other than that, I mean, I, I think he can do this again if he gets 30 minutes. Yeah, it's just whether or not he is going to keep that field goal percentage over 40. Um, it's under he, 40. Yeah, his, his, it's barely under 40 uh, this year, and the rest of his stats are so good. Two steals and a block. An 82% free throw and uh, hitting two threes a game. The rest of his stats are so good that shooting under 40, he's still in the, you know, 36th. Uh, in fact, when, if he just barely shoots, uh, uh, you know, 42%, he jumps in, uh, into a, tr- as a top 20 player. That's just how good he is statistically uh, when it comes to fantasy basketball. But is there room for Robert Covington on a team that is going to be um, – pretty much getting Ben Simmons and Embiid on the floor, which has never happened before. So we do not know what that team is going to look like. So I, honestly, next year, I think Bob Covington is probably like a six man. I think that they're going to draft a point guard. There's a ton of good point guards available in this draft. So they're going to draft a point guard. That's going to force Simmons to play kind of a small forward shooting guard role, which is kind of where Bob Cove fits in right now. So I think they might Bob Cove the six man and, I mean, he kind of turns into a, a Lou Williams, a, a just a, a kind of gunner who comes in and gets a lot of shots uh, from that six-man role. And 
I mean, I think it hurts his minutes a little bit, probably closer to like 28 instead of 32, but um, it's still going to be really valuable. He's kind of a perfect six man. You know, he just comes in, he scores, he plays really well. Um, I'm really interested to see what Philly does. Uh, to me, if they can bump up and get any of those those kind of bigger point swing guards that could play along with Ben Simmons and Dario, and then you got Embiid out there. I mean, that's to me a very, I mean, way more exciting team than we saw last year, and everybody was excited to see uh, Joel Embiid. Let's say during preseason they got Robert, uh, old Bob Covington starting. And you got a draft the week after he's been starting for like a couple weeks. Where are you drafting Bob Covington next year? Um, I'm probably thinking about him in the 40s, but I'm probably not taking him until the 50s. Would you rather draft Covington or Bradley Beal? Covington, because I think he's going to play. I would agree with that. Um, yeah, I think if if Covington just has that potential but like 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 you said he's streaky and um he could start out the year just like he did this year uh not playing well at all and for that i i do think he can easily fall down into the 60s the 50s and the 60s um if i'm playing in a league with guys who aren't really experienced players and don't don't know how to ride the bob cuff um i sometimes won't pick him and hope that he stinks for the first month and someone cuts him because the second he pops up on the waiver wire, man, I'm putting my claim in. I'm putting, I'm spending my fab bucks. Yeah, it's completely, completely worth it. And if you did that this year, you're having a great second half. Um, another guy, actually, I am mistaken. The guy who actually was drafted the lowest and ended up in the top 50 was Joel Embiid on this the very same Philadelphia 76ers. His average draft position was 120. He ended up, on averages... 38th overall so obviously on totals much much lower but on averages he is a top 40 player another guy who's got some injury questions another guy who's got fit questions how is he going to uh how is he gonna fit in philly with this new roster he only played 25 minutes a game scored 20 points eight rebounds uh two and a half blocks and a steal that's that's he's got some pretty um sexy numbers for someone who is playing less than 30 minutes uh someone even maybe even say sexier than um our friend Jokic what do you think about MB next year um i'm actually going to kick this back to you in a second after oh, after i give give you a little spiel here and yeah. then I'll, I'll i'll throw in my uh my two cents at the end cuz i i don't think you're going to love it um, he only played 25 minutes a game and he got 20 points and two and a half blocks and a steal. Um, that's insane, right? I mean, can we agree that no one scores 20 points in, in 25 minutes and only gets 25 minutes? It's um, absurd. So I'm just going to throw this to you first and I'm going to say, Start from scratch draft here, redraft league next year, and beads on the board. At what point are you starting to think about him? So, 
this is probably the most next year. This will probably be one of the big, the highest risk, highest reward guy you can draft next year. That's how I'm, that's how I'm, I'm already saying it. I'm already stating it, write it down. Highest risk, highest reward guy, because he's got an injury history. We don't know how he's going to fit on this team. We don't even know if he is able to play more than 30 minutes a game. That said, if he does end up playing starters minutes and ends up being just as good, if not better than he was this year, uh, he could easily be a top 10 player. In, so, in 32 minutes, is he not the number one player in fantasy? If he could do this per minute, if he if he does what he can, what, if he does what he does right now per minute, yeah, I think he's he might be top three, right? Because you're at, you're at you're adding seven minutes. I mean, that's like another, you know, six points. That's another <laughs> that's another you know part of a steal. Putting him like at one and a half, pretty close to one and a half. It's like over three blocks. I mean, those are insane numbers. I'd put him in. I'd put him in as a first round pick, a hundred percent. If I knew he was healthy, if I knew he was getting starters minutes, he he would bump into my top ten. Um, all that said, we have no idea what's going on here. You're either going to be in a league where nobody cares about Joel Embiid, or everybody wants him. And for that reason, I I'm not reaching for Joel Embiid. I'm letting someone else make that mistake. I think the risk is pretty high here that I would not reach. And by reach, I would say reaching is third round. He's currently a third round value in a 10 team league. I guess he's a fourth round value in a 10 team league. Um, Barely a third round value. I think if I'm doing my math right, uh, right on the crest of the, the, the 12 team league third round, fourth round. So it's you and 11 other Mike Catrones. Oh, God, what a disaster that would be. All right, it's, it's you versus you versus you, okay? Now. We'd all outthink each other and no way would, nobody would draft him. Um, How high? What pick? Come on. No one's super into him. Everyone's just kind of waiting, feeling him out, saying, oh, man, where should I go for Embiid? Oh, oh, oh. all right? What what spot are you snagging him? I think you have to draft him forty, at least at least early forties, forty one, forty two. I think you have to draft him. You got Covington on the board. You got Beal. You got Porter, and you got Embiid. I want to see the. I want to hear the ranking. Oh, I'd rather have Otto Porter because I, I I just I like I play nine cat. I, I'd rather have Otto Porter, but um. Man, I'm going Embiid, Covington, Beal after that. Um. All right. So, so you want to hear my take? Let me re- rephrase. I think I had Beal at around that 45. I'm dropping that guy to 55. I hate Bradley Beal. <laughs> Poor Beal. He just keeps getting pooped on. Um. So, how many years has this guy played in the league, Mike? Less than one. Yeah, but how many years? Less than since half. He was drafted. How many years since he was drafted? I believe, is this his second season? This would be his third. He was drafted in 2014. Third season, that is correct. Uh, So he's played on average 10 games a year. He played zero, played zero, and he played (laughs) 31. Um, Yeah, you want to talk about an injury history. I mean, he he makes Bradley Beal look like the healthiest man alive. Now, we did see kind of the same thing with 
Steph Curry in the sense that he missed a lot of games early in his career, and then he not got that the, many. He, not that many. I'll give you that. But then he got healthy, right? He fi- got that ankle fixed, and I mean, he hasn't missed too many games since. But in yeah, any, but you're talking about a you're talking about a guy who's like six three, not a guy who's enormous. Anyone with this kind of injury history in a redraft league, I'm super scared of. You said he was 38th per game. I'm not even thinking about this guy till till pick 50. He's that scary to me. I mean, the dude's played 31 games in three seasons. To me, uh, the risk, like I said, the risk reward is worth it. I, I know I've already said I've been burned by Bradley Beal, but Bradley Beal at best is going to give you this season and at worst is going to be you know 70 um, 80s and only give you half a season and, 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 and he might give you 40 games but he might give you 40 games of top 10 value but okay but do you think okay now now in a roto league i guess i can maybe see that okay because in a roto league i would think about him a little sooner but if most people most not less experienced people play head to head okay and they're not as cued in as, as you or I probably in, in the NBA. Would you agree with that? Uh, yes. So I'm, so I'm not going to recommend someone else pick this guy in the top 50 in a head-to-head league, get 40 games out of him, and then have to paper the cracks of their team in any of the top four rounds. If you're making your rankings – you're not going to put him in your top 50 in rankings. Um, in my head-to-head rankings, no. Mm-hmm. He might be number 50. I think this is uh, fairly, fairly aggressive knowing how good his, his – how high his ceiling is to drop him out of the top 50. If he's sitting there at 49, you're not taking him. No. Okay. This right. was the year. This was the year I said to myself, okay, he missed two years, but he got healthy finally. And I said to myself, number one, we're going to see him. So we're going to know what he is. And this dude is maybe my favorite player in the NBA to watch. I'm not going to lie about that. I love watching this guy play. He's, he's, he's on your team. He's on your favorite team. He's amazing, okay? but He is the process. But he played 31 games. He didn't even give us half a season. I the problem is I cannot argue with you. I I cannot and I can't and tell you you're wrong. And I, I certainly don't want to make a bet about it because I think you're as equally right as I would be. He he if you look at his totals, I mean thirty one games, it's pretty bad. Um if you look at his totals, he's not even he should not never have been owned. Right. And and so I am I'm going to be willing to make the bet that he, you know what I mean? That he can't stay healthy. I'm willing to make that bet. Now there's going to be people reaching for this dude in like the second round in the third round, because they're going to remember those 31 games because they were 31 awesome games. I think that's how I see it. And I do, I would not reach for Joel Embiid. That would be my advice to anybody. Yep. They're they're someone else's. This is going to be someone else's guy. But if I see him at, you know, 46, 47, now, I don't know how I'm going to stop myself from from taking him. <laughs> now, here's a question I want to ask. Unless I already have like two centers, I don't know how I'm stopping myself. 
I'd like to take a moment now to talk about our sponsor, NoHalftime.com. If you haven't heard about NoHalftime.com, it's a pretty cool mobile app for fantasy sports. Basically, No Halftime allows you to create a player versus player challenge in most of the major sports. So NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, and the PGA. You can basically do anything. You can take uh, Raymond Felton versus Garrett Temple, and whoever ends up having the best night wins. It's a, it's a pretty simple concept, but there's basically endless possibilities, endless uh, combinations you could actually come up. It's uh, different than other traditional fantasy services because your lineup really just consists of one player, not a whole team where you're going against a ton of people. You've you got one player versus one person. If you like uh, betting on fantasy sports especially the NBA, go ahead and go to nohalftime.com right now and use the promo code BOXES, that is B-O-X-E-S, to get started today. Here's a question I want to ask you, okay? We're going to eliminate the rookies for this question because that's kind of a crapshoot. No, there's supposed to be some real good talents, but we don't really know. Okay, so, and I haven't studied them enough yet to know what, I mean, where they're going to be. I'll, in I'll wait till they get drafted. Yeah, any of that business, okay? So, it's a dynasty league. Keep everyone for as long as you want. Where are you picking Joel Embiid? Hmm. Fresh, fresh dynasty league. No one's capped. No rookies. We're just going to go with this year's player pool. Well, that's a tough question. Because there's a lot of really good young talent. Um, and this is one the of them, right? right this yeah. is a sexy dude where you could be like, oh, man, if this guy could just stay healthy, I could get 10 years of awesomeness, 12 years of awesomeness. I don't know. I, I think it, this, I, is, it, this is an impossible question. It, it's I, a, I really it think it is. an impossible question simply because um, of the same reason we're having an impossible time uh, uh, ranking him right now, the risk-reward is is so ridiculously high. You could he could never play again after next season. That's how injury prone he is. Like that, we just don't know. Or he could just rattle off ten seasons at, at being as good as Carl Anthony Towns. Exactly. Now we're gonna have that debate at some point in the off season. I'm excited for that. Who's the dynasty number one? Um, uh, but- we will do an entire dedicated dynasty podcast. I promise you that. I, I'm getting way too into Dynasty Leagues, um, so I, I'm, I'm I excited put, for that. It's the only way to play. Um, well, it's at least my favorite way to play. But you got to have a dedicated group of people. No um, doubt. So let's switch it up a little bit. Let's go with one of the, the negative guys. Oh, no, you're not even going to answer my question. You're just going to try to skirt it like that? Yeah, I, I definitely what, am. What round are you taking him? Come on. 12-team Dynasty League. I want to hear it. I'll, you want to hear mine? I might drop him. I might drop him into the twenties because I'm that because I'm, I'm that scared of him. One one redraft league, I take a risk. I get a reward. I don't get the reward. Whatever. There's too many young good guys out there for me to bet my entire dynasty on Joel Embiid. I might drop him down to the mid twenties. I, I was maybe even gonna... further. I was just going to say that he's a third round guy for me. So 25, it's 12 team league, 25 um, or later, just because like you're saying, I think there's a lot of good young talents. I always try to win a dynasty league in the first year. That's just kind of how I play it. And yeah, there's too many people who are like, Oh man. um, Did you see, you know, 
Larry Jamal Murray, man, second round pick. Richard and I'm like, no. Holmes is per 36. <laughs> Nobody cares, dude. Kevin Durant's on the board. Yeah. Um, but I would be willing to take him in the third round in a dynasty league. And here's why that upside, man, if this guy pops and you have a first round talent for 10 years and you picked him in the third round, you're loving life, right? Um, yeah. If he dropped in the fourth, you had to do it. And I feel like in a dynasty league, you can, like, like you said, there's always going to be values. You know, Tim Duncan was a great example for like the last three or four years. Now, obviously, he didn't play this year; he retired. But like, no one wants Tim Duncan. Dwayne Wade's another one of those guys. Oh, Dwayne Wade's always hurt. And Dwayne Wade in your dynasty league's there in like round fifteen, and you're going, oh, I think I'll have Dwayne Wade. I think I have a guy who can start every time he plays, and he'll be a you know top forty or fifty guy. So that, that's where I'm at. If you're playing in a fresh dynasty league, I'm thinking third round. Yeah. Um, I would, I would love to do a dynasty ranking and I think we will probably do that. Um, and that will be in during our, uh, our summer sessions. So I'm already calling them summer sessions. The, uh, we'll, we'll figure out what people want to hear and we'll probably just do whatever we want either way. Uh, but no, if you have any suggestions on stuff you want to hear during the off season, Obviously, we are going to do something about the rookies around the draft time. If there is any large free agency um, moves that happen within that, those first couple of days of free agency, there will probably be an emergency podcast for that as well. And uh, heading into closer to next season, we'll probably be spouting off our dynasty, um, do some mock drafts. Maybe we can get some old friends in here to do a mock draft with us. That would be nice. Uh, and anything else, really, you want to see or want to hear because – like we said, we, we are doing this for the, the listeners and our distinct obsession with uh, fancy basketball. So if it's going to help you out, then we would we would love to uh, dedicate a podcast to helping out your specific league. Unless it's like 20, you do a 22 category league, I really don't care. Do not message, do not message me with a 22 league, 22 category uh, draft. I'm not doing it. Um, and, and some guys play with like stuff that happens like once in a blue moon, like in ejections. I'm like, does anyone win that category like any week? Like, how many guys get yeah. ejected every week? Boogie is killing in that in that league. Well, no, it's it's less wins, right? I mean, like, it's not more wins. It's not a reward to get ejected, is it? Some people play that way. Some people play rewards for most fouls. I don't know. I don't know what people <laughs> are doing. Stop adding categories nine that's it don't do don't even do double doubles don't do triple doubles nobody cares uh, one, nine categories. I, one that i think is interesting uh, is three point percentage i would play in a league with that that's the only one i'd think about adding that that is that is okay because you got good, some that's dudes, an interesting one you got some dudes who are just straight chuckers who like yeah okay they make two three pointers a game but they shoot like seven attempts would you replace the three points made with three point percentage Oh, now see now you're getting interesting. Now you're you're making me think about it because I think that would be the way to do it. Because then you're kind of you're kind of getting rewarded for two categories. If Steph Curry makes a bunch and shoots a high percentage, you're getting rewarded for two categories from one guy. When really you should be rewarding for the, being good at threes, not at just if you don't want to if you want to reward chuckers who also get hurt with their field goal percentage anyway. So you're kind of getting hurt there. Um, if you don't reward chuckers, I think you have to replace it. Oh, now see that—that's interesting. I might play in that league next year. You, you convinced me, Mike. You got—you got to think about it logically. Um, let's see. Let's let's do one of the guys who sucked this year. 
Because it'll be fun. It'll be fun to rag on somebody. And um, I'll be honest, not terribly surprised this guy sucked. Uh, he was ranked 39th in average draft um, positioning on Yahoo. He ended up, on averages, the 79th player in the league, a, a negative 40 position. Jonas Valachunas, the big softy, uh, the 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 three quarter stud, the uh, the northern, uh, nor beyond the wall, wildly. I got nothing. Um, Jonas Valachunas, man, what a disappointment! What an absolute disappointment from this guy. The year he they stated distinctly he would actually play the fourth quarter and that he would actually be playing starters minutes. And there at the beginning of the season, he was playing, uh, you know, 30 plus minutes a game. What, what happened? And uh, what do you, what do you think about his unstellar performance this year? Um, can we agree that Dwayne Casey hates this dude? Oh yeah. hundred um, percent. So he, Two things could happen, right? He could leave, or Dwayne Casey could leave. Okay, he signed through twenty twenty on a relatively decent contract. I mean, he makes fourteen million this season, fifteen and a half next year, sixteen and a half, and then seventeen and a half. That's a great contract in today's NBA. Um, so I don't think he's leaving. Will you, will you back me on that? I don't think he's going anywhere. I also don't think, um he'll suddenly learn how to play defense. So um, I don't think coach Casey's going anywhere. Um, he just agreed to a three-year contract extension last off season. Um, Chances are you're going to see at least two rounds out of them, if not three. So this guy is what he is, right? I mean, he's, he's always overdrafted because everyone always says he's going to be something more than he is. And he's just not. He's going to get 26 minutes a game. He's going to shoot a good field goal percentage. He's going to shoot a good free throw percentage. He's going to give you nine rebounds. But the 12 points aren't sexy. The maybe one block isn't sexy. The half a steal, you know, point four steals, it's it's good, but it's not great. Um, I, This isn't a top 50 player for me. No, and even if you, you start looking at what he would do in a world where he actually got starters minutes – only the 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 sexy numbers like the, the 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 layman's numbers like points and rebounds those go up and that looks really really nice when you see someone getting you know 23 and 14 or uh, you know 15 and 17 you're like wow that guy's really really good still really only translated to about a block about a half a steal very few assists um and in today's nba guess what Centers who shoot three-pointers are real, and they are the next big thing. And in fantasy, those are the number one centers that you should be targeting. This guy, sure, he's got a great field goal percentage. Sure, he does pretty good rebounds in limited minutes. He's just not a sexy fantasy basketball player. He, I don't – all the hype about what it would be like if he played 33 minutes a game – even if he does get 33 minutes a game, I'm not he's he's worth owning, but he's not he's not interesting. He's not a superstar. He's not a, I don't even know if he's a top 50 player if he gets 32 minutes a game, maybe barely. Yeah, no, this this is a guy 
Um, he always gets picked before I'm going for him. Um, he's only 24. I mean, there's always potential for for him to, you know, improve his game. Maybe he starts shooting three-pointers. I don't know. I mean, maybe he can hit him. I don't think he can, but maybe. I don't think he can either. Anything's possible. I mean, I didn't know that Brooke Lopez would be jamming him in, but he's doing it. So, um, Yeah, even Marcus Gasol was hitting threes this year. I could quick. see – you could kind of see Marcus Gasol, though, right? Because, like, kind of Marcus Gasol is kind of just he's a good ass. Yeah. Um, so, JV's on the board. What point are you starting to look at him? Are you are – you, I'm more at the 79 he was ranked this year. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, seven top – like, at, like, pick 75, I might start looking at him. He's probably more, like, in the 80 to 90 range for me. Yeah, I can't – I don't know. There's just nothing about him that gets me excited. On top of that, I don't think he is going to be playing more minutes in Toronto next year. Um, I don't think I would even be nineties hundred. I'd, I'd push him even further down. Yeah, because I mean, uh, I'm, I don't want him. I just don't want him on my team. I don't want to waste a pick on him. Well, and we can talk about this too. You know, at some point, you know, you know, your roster is going to turn over somewhat. You're going to make free agent pickups, right? You're not going to hold the same thirteen guys or however many league you, you know, how many ever people you draft in your league. You're not going to hold all those guys. And so to have Valanciunas as one of your starters, even. I mean, like, is he going to be one of your starters when you pick up Bob Cub off the waiver wire or whoever, you know, Jamal Murray when he starts playing good or anyone? He's probably he's probably going to be like your last starter and then he's going to get replaced by somebody else. So, um, Yeah, if you, if you happen to snag two guys off the waiver wires who end up being, uh, you know, starters, it's not looking good for you, Jonas. It's just, it's so, just not. So, yeah, I, I think you'd have to fall into that 100 range. Well, and there's no upside, right? I'm, only, I'm only, yeah, I'm only picking him up if I'm, it's a deal. And 100 is a deal. Right. Um, and, and like you said, we know what he is. There is no upside. So, anyone who's picking him in the top 50, knock it off. He's not, it's not happening for JV, man. He's played in the league for five years already. Next year will be league, his sixth year in the league. It's just not happening. No. Stop. Stop picking Jonas, the other Jonas brother. Um, <laughs> and I think that is where we will wrap up part one of the top 50. We do have uh, a bunch more to go through. So tune in tomorrow for part two of our review of the top 50. Um, do you have anything to plug, Tyler? Other than your Twitter, you got any new articles out there? Um. Uh, there's always new new articles up at, at the A Royal Pain. Um but I'm actually going to be writing a hashtag basketball article this week, hopefully. So uh be on the lookout for that. That is ex- uh always exciting. Always exciting news. Uh, I like I do like your takes on teams that you have no um that you're you have no affiliation with, but you watch so much basketball, you're like, yeah, um the Kings uh, Portland, they should probably be doing this. Uh, your your article on Portland earlier this year was very good. So uh, please let us know when that gets up. All right. I will do that. Um, I still have an article out there about the dumpster fire that are the Chicago Bulls, even though they are <laughs> that, winning and clawing their way to the eighth spot. That article made me laugh so hard because I could just picture you reading it to me in your frustrated voice, Mike, and I was dying laughing. It's it's it was an anger type. It was all angry typing, uh, getting angrier as I went on, realizing the bulls are lower than I probably thought they were. 
because uh, I listed all the teams that I thought were lower than them and then ended up putting the Bulls right square in the middle of them. And if you actually go out to ESPN, I, I tweeted out this earlier, they did a ranking of the front offices and they ranked Bulls third to last. Not That's a surprise. Right. Yeah, not right. Sounds like hey. I was kind of dead on with my dumpster fire. I'm, 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 I'm hoping the Kings pick up Sam Hinkie and just fire Divac because they're they're passing the Bulls if that happens, man. Well, immediately they'd be immediately passing the Bulls. I think the Bulls should hire Hinkie. Uh, I am ready for some process. Uh, Hinkie, for as much crap as he caught, that dude had a real good plan, and that plan's really coming to fruition now. So, yeah, um, good on him. Excited to see that plan in action next year. Hopefully, everybody can stay healthy. Um, go check our articles on hashtagbasketball.com. And check out Tyler on Twitter at Watsy4444. That is four fours, just to make it very difficult to understand when you're saying it out loud. That was my and whole it, goal. Yeah, you did a great job. Um, and you can find me at Watch the Boxes on Twitter. Tweet at us if you have questions about next year that you would like us to um, to answer, or if you have any last minute pickups, waiver wire nonsense and if you like the show do us a favor give us a good ranking on itunes or wherever you're listening to this leave us a review it really helps other people um find the podcast in the rankings and if you know somebody who's really into fancy basketball tell them about the show tell a friend get people into podcasts i think it's the end of march where people are doing the tripod um kind of sweepstakes or the uh it's not really a sweepstakes it's just saying hey have you heard of tripod.com Go try podcasts. Uh, I believe I, I'm stealing this from a podcast I listened to earlier today. Only 20% of Americans listen to podcasts. That means most of the people you know don't even listen to podcasts. I can't even believe that's real because I probably listen to like five podcasts a day. Uh, and I have been for like almost a decade. I have no idea what's going on in the world. So it turns out no one's listening to podcasts. So tell them about this one or really whichever one you want. But try this one, especially if they're into fantasy basketball. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining me, Tyler. Uh, it was a pl- my pleasure, Mike, as always. Perfect. And we will see you tomorrow with the rest of the top 50. Thanks everybody. And have a good night.